0: Hey, y'all, it's Dr. Janae.
1: What's up? It's Raven, and we are your favorite teacher therapist duo.
0: And this is Houston Healing, a podcast about all things mental health, but most importantly, a safe space for Black people. Our mission is to dialogue, find support, and share resources that help in our healing journeys. And I say our healing journeys because we too are learning and growing every day. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Houston Healing Podcast. Today, Raven and I have a conversation that I am extremely passionate about. I believe that we all need to be talking about this, whether or not we can personally relate to it, because it is something that I argue is plaguing our community. Um, And so we need to identify ways that we can be supported as black women. And we need to also identify ways that those who love us can support us. So I want to talk about the strong black woman trope. Um, If you are not familiar with what that is, you will by the end of this episode and you will more importantly understand ways to push up against that schema and navigate living a life of ease and feeling and being free in all forms. So like I said, this is something that is near and dear to me, something that I am currently navigating. We always talk about how we too are on this learning and healing journey with you. Listen, this one right here, Absolutely. So the strong black woman trope is the notion that black women are, can be, and have to be everything for everybody. It is the physical, mental, emotional sacrifice being the pillars of strength in our communities, for our loved ones, for our friends at work. It's that complimentary, you're so strong you can do this. Oh, if anybody can handle it, it's you. It's those things that we've been conditioned to take as badges of honor, but they are killing us. Um, and Raven, this is something you and I talk about all the time, whether we venting about work, whether we venting about our personal yeah. social lives, like it always comes back to this schema that black women have to be strong and can endure and withstand everything so when we brought it up you was like
1: girl yes let's do it so listen listen when you said be free you know what came to my mind destiny's child <laughs> <laughs> feeling like being free not <laughs> literally and and this week i mean this is such a good topic because this week i need that reminder like mm-hmm. to be free because often there are moments where I am like, this is a badge of honor. You giving me more work because you know I can do it and are taking on more things because it, you know, I know I can do it. But like you said, it is it is killing me, my health, mentally, physically, emotionally. I woke up this morning. I looked in the mirror and I said, girl, we can't do this. We can this. You look tired. You feel tired and you going back into work not your full self because you're taking on so much because you, you want to be looked at as the one that can do it all. And that is your problem right now. But it is something that I've just been conditioned to believe because yeah. I've seen so many, so many black women in my life, just take it on. It's like, okay, here, I'm going to do this shit because I know I'm going to do it right. And I know, I know it's going to get done. You know what I'm saying? So if not me, then who? Exactly. If, exactly. Me, gonna right. mm-hmm. exactly. if not me, it's going to be right. If not me, I'm going to
0: have to come back anyway and fix it. And so fix let's it just, problem.
1: let's just skip it. Unless, yes, that's the part. That's the part when I got to come back and fix the problem. Because now I'm going to tell myself, that's why I should have did it the first time. <laughs> that's why I should have did
0: and it the you, first and time. And you shouldn't have. And we're going to talk about yes. that. We're going to get into that. We're going to get because into all of that, Because like we just said, it is this badge of honor. It is this compliment. It is this way to put you on this pedestal while you know, while definitely taking your power while exploiting you, it's dangerous. The strong black woman trope is dangerous, period. Um, Like you mentioned, it impacts us in all domains of our health and wellness, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. Like we are running on fumes in every sense of the word because we have to assume the responsibility of everything and everyone. And that is something that has been birthed since slavery and we are still walking in it we have not been able to break away from the chains of the strong black woman trope but we're going to and that's why we're calling attention to it um if you're a black woman and you cannot ask for help whether you feel like you're too prideful whether you feel like there's no one in this world who can help you again or whether you feel like i always get it done anyway i always get it done right on time etc so why not you're probably existing under the strong black woman schema that inability to accept help or even ask for it is a product of this. And what are some other things that come to your mind when you hear the strong black woman trope, like how it manifests in our day-to-day lives?
1: I, I, I mean, just once you said like, you cannot ask for help, that's one of the first things that mm-hmm. I think of. That is something that I either, I either don't expect that I'm going to need help because you said something about, I always get it done. I always get it done. Even if I barely meet the deadline, I always get get it done somehow I'm always coming through for family or for for work um whether it's financially whatever the case is um and I also think about I just don't I'm in my mind I'm like if you were coming to me for help how the hell am I asking for help? <laughs> <laughs> that part <laughs> right it's and you said something the inability to depend on others I think I've been conditioned to be the dependable person. And so because of that, how can I depend on someone else if mm-hmm. I'm the go-to person mm-hmm. all the time? Mm-hmm. Where do I get the space to then just exist and and maybe put a little bit of my worries or my troubles onto, not onto someone else the same way that, that other folks have done to me, but to be able to share that, right? Mm-hmm.
0: No, for sure. And I think what you're referring to is also... When you do find the strength, the courage, or you so damn burnt out that you are willing to ask for help, people are shocked in this strong black woman trope like nobody expects you to need help or they don't believe you. Like you need help. You need support. Like you can't get all this done. Superwoman like people are genuinely shocked and appalled whether it's at the workforce, whether it's in your relationship with your family. Like when you're like, nah, I can't do all the things. I can't be everything. They're like, what you mean? Like you always have been, your mama was, your grandmama was, your great auntie was like her mama's mama was like nobody. they, They can't even fathom that you can't take on all the things. They're like, I'll help you. But like you said, because you are the go-to, when you turn to somebody, they're like, I didn't even realize that you aren't a robot. Like people are genuinely shocked.
1: Exactly. And, and when people do that to me, I then second guess myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, well, maybe maybe they are right. Maybe I actually don't need help. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. overthinking this. Maybe this mm-hmm. is something that I can handle. Right. And then I go into that thing where I ask for help. The person makes me second guess myself. And then I'm like, you know what? Never mind. I, I actually don't need help. I got it. So then you're and gaslighting then like, yourself. Exactly. And then once I'm done with the task, I'm like, damn, when I reflect on it, I'm, I'm like, though, I actually, I did need help. Mm-hmm. But because of them thinking, wait, you No, you got this. Like what? Like, or even, even if it's like, I don't even know how to help you do this mm-hmm. thing. And so because of that, I'm just like, okay, once again, it just proves why I must take everything on because mm-hmm. even when i am finally and you mentioned at my breaking point where i'm willing to be vulnerable and reach out and to get like the door closed in my face it just further proves or solidifies this is why i do not go to people this is why i can mm-hmm. only depend on me because either mm-hmm. you're gonna psych me out and gaslight me and then i go to gaslighting myself mm-hmm. or you you tell me like I actually don't know how to do the thing you're asking for. I can't support you in this way, right? This person has boundaries that I don't have for myself. They don't,
0: it's not even a boundary thing yeah, necessarily. Yeah. People just are refusing to stretch themselves as thin as they mm. expect us to be stretched part, thin.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: and. Yes. And this whole schema just reinforces that we as black women suffer in silence because we internalize these messages. We internalize that we're supposed to. We're expected to do everything. We internalize the fact that we can't ask for help or someone doesn't know how to help us or whatever it may be. But all it does is perpetuate this cycle further. And that's why you know we look at it in the medical world you know black women's pain is never taken seriously black people's pain yes. um we're you know you can endure anything you know now you don't need pain meds no you don't need intervention cuz you black you strong you got this and all of this is again historical cultural and it's a problem and i feel like black women get the you know short end of the stick in all the ways with this um like you talked about we often push ourselves physically and mentally past our capacity, past our limits, because you have to. Who gonna help Who gonna save me? It's sink or swim and y'all gonna let me drown.
1: And so I'm just here for myself. And it, re- it reminds me of a story that, and I, I believe I told you this before, where I pushed myself physically to a limit And it was to the point where I was like, I have to actually go seek medical help for this because I've never felt this type of pain. Um, I was doing the most. I was traveling and on a plane, came home and legit felt very weak. Like mm-hmm. my body, my legs, like I wasn't getting enough rest. I wasn't prioritizing any of that for myself. I also had a lot of family stuff going on where I couldn't say no. Mm-hmm. Um, giving just financial resources to my family, um, time and just listening to everything that they had going on where at the end of the conversation, I'm like, damn, they didn't even ask me what I was going through. I'm mm-hmm. going through some shit. And um, I wouldn't, once again, would never ask for help. And I had asked my, my friend at the time we were living together And she was like, okay, you got to be in trouble because you rarely ask for help. I woke her up in the middle of the night and I was like, girl, I need to go to the hospital. So went to the hospital and I had blood clots. Like also the doctor is an asshole because he did not believe me. He did not take me seriously at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Just totally wrote me off and was like, you know, do you have insurance? All this stuff. Right. And even in that process, I was like, maybe I'm not feeling this pain. Maybe I'm like over exaggerating. But like, also, I know what I was feeling when that happened. And even in that moment, I was like, well, I can't even honor myself and say no. And I had to advocate for myself. I didn't have anyone there with me. Um, but even in that situation, I was like, well, maybe I'm overreacting. Like, mm-hmm. maybe he is right. Maybe I'm not feeling pain. He's like, well, I don't think it's that. And I know myself and I know I've never felt this before. So to in that situation was like that moment where I was like, well, maybe I'm not feeling the things that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And when I look back, I was like, no, absolutely. Like I was stretched in over my limit and my body was telling me that.
0: Yeah, but since you've been able to walk and talk and stand on your own, you've always been expected to push yourself to your capacity. So in this particular situation, that was the norm for you. So when somebody was like, ain't nothing wrong with you, you was like, Loki, maybe it's not. Because maybe it's not. Yeah, I can still walk, talk. You know, I'm ambulatory, so I must be good. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of how we are expected to perform. Um, Something similar happened to me, not with blood clots, but when I was in grad school, I was just doing too much. I was taking I was on the accelerated tracks. I was taking more classes than I than most than a full-time student would, had a part-time job. I was volunteering. Um, I was still trying to keep up with my friends and my social life. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it came to finals, like I didn't feel good, but it's final season. You don't get as much you don't sleep, usually whatever get. it is, finals. Um, you don't get as much sleep. You are eating poorly. Um, it was cold as hell out there. So I was like, I'm not used to this type of weather. And finally I went to like the student health center or whatever they call it. And I had walking pneumonia all the time, like in class, you know, tutoring, volunteering, doing all the things. And like my lungs is about to give out, but I didn't know it. I was just like, yeah, you're tired, but who's going to do these things? Because again, in addition to all that I just named, I still had to cook. I still had to clean. I still had to do all of that. And so I was it was like a wake up call for me, like, wow, if I really don't listen to my body and what it needs like this could have been catastrophic. But again, I also had to realize listening to my body is critical. But before we even get to the point where I need to listen to where my your body, body I need to realize you. I don't need to do everything and be yeah. everything like y'all yes.
1: gonna figure it out or y'all finna sink. like it's yes, not my problem. It's not me. Yes. That's the part that I after that situation, I'm like, my body shouldn't have to go through all of this before I'm finally able to like put boundaries in place, say no. Mm -hmm. And just, no, y'all have, like you said, y'all have to either figure it out. You either sink or swim, but I'm not going along on that ride with you because Mm -hmm. it's not my situation. And that is one thing I learned with my family, especially, especially my brother, Mm -hmm. which I know we're going to talk about being the oldest sister to Mm -hmm. a, a younger brother who was all, all the things, um, it was a lot. I'm like, you were creating a lot of your problems. And then now I have to be the one that carries the burden. Mm -hmm. You're not carrying the burden. You don't get to see, you don't even see the burden that I carry my burden, plus your burden, plus this person's burden, Mm -hmm. plus these things. Plus, because I'm carrying all these burdens, I'm not performing well at my job. If I don't perform well at my job, I can lose my job, Mm -hmm. which then messes up everything for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, why am I saying us? When it should be me. Right. Like I'm yeah. the priority. And I think it has just been a learning, a, just a learning situation. I, in that situation where I went to the hospital, I was in my body should not have to scream at me this, yeah. this much for me to finally be like, girl, you need to you need to put yourself first. But even though I knew that I didn't know the how, like, where do no, you that's- start? And and I think before we get to the how,
0: a critical question we should be asking ourselves is, is this a you problem, mm. a me problem, yes. or a you problem? Yes. Because a lot of times it's a you problem and it it's love, awesome prayers, but that yes. I don't need to make it a me problem or a we problem, especially when my, my me problems and we problems is, Oh, exactly. Dang, I'm, I'm thinking about you, you know, you keep your head up, but yes. when it's a you problem, I'm supposed to come in with a playbook and help you figure it out. Like that's dead. That's, that's you Any operating in, that, yeah. in the strong black woman schema and how you push back against it is asking that question. And when you get your answer, you move accordingly. And that's how you start to get to the how. Um, another important thing where, again, we have to call ourselves out. And when I say ourselves, I'm talking to me and my, me too. Yep. We talk about this. I'm burnt out. I'm overworked. I'm overwhelmed. Yes, Nobody's I there for me. It. I'm navigating this on my own. It all, yeah. And in some ways, we have to blame ourselves. Like, yes, this is a societal construct, But in the same token, we say all of that about not wanting to be superwoman. But every day we get up, and we put that cape on. So if you really want to walk differently and live holistically, burn that cape. You shouldn't even have it in your house. That's honestly how that is the first part of how after you sit with them questions, then go burn that cape.
1: Yeah. And the part that you said about asking cuz I've been that person like I ain't got nobody in my circle. <laughs> da, 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 da. And the people in my circle like, "Okay, girl, I ain't heard from you. I ain't heard that you're struggling with this." Mm-hmm. And I even had to just learn to be vulnerable and also be mm-hmm. open to depend on people. No, people want absolutely. To be dependent on. That was so hard mm-hmm. for me to do. I have to but it also took me understanding my needs. Right? Yes. I'm functioning out of just I'm just doing and I'm not taking the time to pause and be like, Raven, what do you need in this moment? What is something that is re- within reason that you can ask someone? Hey, yes. Can you help me with this? Can you, you know, hey, I, I need to really I need to go to the grocery store. Like, do you mind? You know, this is I didn't have a car. Do you mind giving me a ride so mm-hmm. I don't have to take, you know, an hour to have bus ride to the grocery store and then an hour to have back? You know, I remember one of my friends like, girl, just ask me. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay. And, but the thing, the reason why I didn't ask was because I know how I felt when I was asked things. I didn't want to say yes. And I didn't want to put that pressure on anybody, but it was like, girl, I'm a part of your community. I got you. And that yeah. was the first part of just like putting myself out there and also accepting that if the person can't deliver, that is fine. Yeah. But I put myself out there to ask the people in my community, Hey, I really need this. Mm-hmm. I really need an ear to talk to Or uh, y'all. I'm having trouble with like this, this thing that I need help with, who, who can, who has the capacity right now to do that? Yeah. And that was, that was something that was very difficult for me to do because it's like putting yourself out there being vulnerable and also like open to like a form of rejection. yeah Right. But also understanding, you know, sometimes my community can come through and sometimes they can't, but as long as I'm not, like you said, I'm burning that Cape. I'm going to the people who I know I can like depend on or who will have my back.
0: Definitely. No, I think black women probably struggle the most with vulnerability because again, it's always us. So then when you have Mm -hmm. to be like, I need help, I need support. Like you mentioned earlier, if I'm always the resource, if I'm always the will, how am I I going to to ask you? How can I draw from you? Like, I I don't even know what that looks like. So, Who
1: can I run to? Okay. <laughs> Who can I run to? Say it I I need, you sing. You're not gonna sing that one. You only gonna sing the best shit? Come on. Look, 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 The vocals, it's cause it's uh, not you don't got them, but it's okay. It's Y'all. okay.
0: It's okay. You don't have to have them. You know, we gonna rock with you either way. The community gonna help me. If you got singing lessons for Raven, right tap in. Please tap in. You know, tap, you tap. know how to get in contact with us. You know. But back to the topic. No, seriously. It is so difficult to be vulnerable and to even think about the possibility existing that you can lean on somebody because mm-hmm. you have always yes. been that for someone else. And so, yeah, we talk all about we tired. It is We, well, I'm over it. OK, well, this is these are the action steps to take. It's, is it a you problem, a me problem, a we problem? I'm not wearing my cape ever again. And I'm going to start walking in 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 an environment where I am vulnerable. I am asking for help. I'm utilizing community. Like you said, and then recognizing that person may not have capacity for me. And especially if you if you lean in on another black woman, recognizing that. Like, girl, I I know you tired. I I know know you
1: are. I know it. And not letting that stop you from continuing, you know. To lean on your community because I'm also that person that's mm-hmm. like, oh, they said no, so let me take that as my lesson, my son, to just not depend on anybody, you know.
0: Because the way that we internalize this message is that we are a burden, and that's what we have to get away from. Because I'm about fall on my chair. Don't fall, Go please, ahead. please, because yeah. you know yeah. you like falling, and I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired of falls. <laughs> but I think that you know, again, we internalize these messages as we're a burden because it's so unnatural to us it is completely Very much. outside of our norm to be helped to be nurtured to be watered so when you finally muster up that courage and that courage is often coming out of you about to fall out literally it's like, yes. ask somebody for help. And if that person doesn't have the space, and we talked about this in the boundaries episode, is recognizing that people need to have the space to be there for you. We take that as a message of rejection. We take that as a, oh, see, I knew I was going to be a burden. I, I should have never did this. That's not what she That's not how we should hear it. Yes. It's okay. I'm going to pause on this or I'm going to get back to this or I'm going to ask someone else for help, but I'm still going to navigate and move through this life looking for and expecting the help that, I'm expected to give. I deserve to be cared for the way that I'm expected to care for everyone else.
1: Ooh, you just took me to church with that. You Mm -hmm. just took us. You can put some money in a collection plate if you want to. Amen. Cause I think that's a big part of my journey of realizing I am not a burden. Mm -hmm. That has been a big part of just my journey with therapy. Like I am worthy of of a community I'm worthy of being nurtured I'm wor- worthy of just like being vulnerable and going to someone right um I'm not a burden and that mm. that that right there
0: no is just like you are not a burden and a black woman listening to this that feel like they're burdens you're not and I think to add to that we need to give ourselves permission to be tired We need to give ourselves permission to need a break. We need to give ourselves permission to let somebody else figure this shit out because it's not on us all the time. It's just simply not. And you have to remember that and hold yourself accountable because we will run ourselves into the ground quickly quickly because everybody else gonna do it they're not going to honor your boundaries until you put them in place so giving yourself permission and be like i don't need to be this for you and for everybody else um You know, it's something that's been trending for quite some time. I would say at least the last year, this whole notion of the soft girl era and the soft life. And it's controversial. Some people are leaning into it. Others are pushing back against it and like, oh, it's just all about luxury and things and designer. And regardless of how you feel about it, I think when we get to the root of the whole call for a soft girl life as it pertains to black women is just that life of ease, that life of freedom, not having to worry and struggle and so I think in that regard, pushing back on the strong black woman trope is trying to live in a space of softness. And, but we don't know how to do it. We want it. We see it. It's like, oh man, you wake up and you're carefree and you're not taking on all these burdens and you're spending time with yourself and you're loving yourself. Like, I want that. But if you're a strong black woman, it's like, how do I even get That's there? It's a difficult thing. What to is, get, what yeah. is that look, how do I even break away from all of this to walk in an era of softness. Yeah. And I think, again, it goes back to what we just talked about. You have to hold yourself. like You have to call yourself out and you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to continuously do it. And you have to ask others to call you out. So we're asking yes. people to be that community and support us and water us, but also call me out when I tell you I'm too busy because I'm doing 99 things. Call me out and ask me, should I be doing all 99? Yeah. Why and when I, I do have something Victoria, else say, like, dang, 14 of them could have went out the window.
1: Exactly. Exactly. When I say I'm not about to loan so-and-so some money and I say, you know what? I can't go because I've I loans. You should be. Why are you loaning so-and-so some money? Mhm right, that this? mirror in your face. I, yes. And and that that's one thing I struggled with too is I held my, I was like, I have this boundary. I'm going to hold myself accountable. And then somehow, some way I, you know, fall into doing the thing that I said I wasn't going to do. And so, like you said, that Mira calling your community to to be like, girl, remember, you said the thing. You said you wouldn't take on the extra job at your, you know, the extra thing that they want you to do during work. Mm-hmm. You said no. Right. Well, so why are we doing a thing that you said you wasn't going to do? And I think that's a big part, too, because I often have a boundary and then I break it. Well, it won't be that bad. And And I'm going to say this,
0: and and y'all probably not going to like me after this, but this is something I'm going to just leave it here to marinate. We're going to come back and talk about it at another time. A part about the strong Black woman trope and stepping outside of it is recognizing your value independent of needing to be needed by somebody else. There's a codependency that we have. So again, if I say no and I won't help you, Will you still need me? Do I still have value in your life? Do I still have a place at your table? Because if I'm just like, yo, I just want to be, I don't want to be your chauffeur. I don't want to be your lender. I don't want to be your problem solver. I don't want to be your matchmaker. I just want to be your friend. I just want to be your daughter. I just want to be your sister. Sometimes we're scared that that's not good enough. So we push ourselves to be those things. Um, and completely go against what our mental and physical health is telling us because we like, well, if I don't do it, they might not call me no more. They might not will, love me no more.
1: Well, I still have a place in their life. Oh my goodness. Will I matter
0: to them if I'm yes. not doing, if I if this relationship is not transactional with me doing all the transactions, do I matter?
1: And that was a hard lesson that I'm still, still dealing with mm-hmm. and also still accepting If I, like, if it's no longer transactional, where I'm the one that's always giving, accepting that it is what it is. I I love that saying, like, it is what it is, but it's so hard to do that. It's so hard to not want to be needed because there's a sense of importance for me personally that I feel. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how to just exist, how to just exist outside of being needed. And that? It's codependency. And that is what you need to
0: go sit with your therapist and talk mm-hmm. about. So mm-hmm. if that, yep. you know, if that ruffled some feathers, if you felt some stings in that. My chair was Shake the table. Scene. If you if you felt some stings with that, it was out of love. It was out of, again, this village holding you accountable. So this is when you need to hit that resource guide. If you don't have a therapist and find you one or this is something you need to bring to your therapy session, even if you talk about something completely different. I'm struggling with codependency and I didn't realize it. But Dr. Janae and Raven done caught me out. So we need to unpack this Um, because the strong black woman schema is rooted in some codependency. And we have, again, internalized and adopted that. Um,
1: And it's hard. Like you said, it is so hard. hard. It is very hard. It is it is a task that I'm still I think I I don't know how many times I have codependent, codependency written in my um my my journal, mm-hmm. my session journals, you know. So it is something that I constantly have to go back to because I was conditioned to to move in life that way. Yeah. Um so when when thinking about I'm here, I've been called out, what I recognize it like what next, right? mm-hmm. like what, what do I do next? Okay. What are my next steps?
0: Let's, let's do it. So this is where you get out show journal. You get out your notebook, you get out your phone and open the notes app. Like, okay, y'all called me out. I heard you now. What? So we already discussed. You need to sit in reflection and say, is this a me problem, a you problem or a we problem when you are asked or called to do something? We already talked about going up in your closet and burning the metaphorical cape and any backups you got anywhere else in your house, in your car, at your job, burn them all collectively. Burn it. And then we talked about obviously seeking a therapist or working with your existing therapist on codependency because that is a byproduct of this. But additionally, some of the steps that you can take to really ensure that you are walking in a life of softness, of ease, of holistic wellness is to first and foremost, take things off of your plate and delegate them to others.
1: Let me write that one down right now, because that's that's my life. OK, write it and down. Delegate, delegate to others.
0: Delegate. And you ain't a part when you delegate. It's That's a you problem, because once that's I've delegated, you. that's for you. It's not a we. Yeah, you got that. I might got this part, but that's your problem. That's your task. That's your thing to figure out. So number one. And these steps is to take things off your plate and to delegate to others. Step two, this is something that we everybody says you see it everywhere. It's on social media, but you need to do it. Step two is to prioritize rest.
1: Um, Don't feel guilty when you're resting, too.
0: You don't need to earn Mm -hmm. the right to rest. Rest is something that you deserve. You don't need to do a million things before you are worthy of rest. Your body needs it. You don't need to rest to recharge, to be productive. You need to rest because you need to rest. So you need to prioritize it. Rest, period. Food, water, rest needs to be in your, because you're going to die without those three things.
1: Period. Yeah. Let me, and that's one thing I am like, after I do this, then I can, I can rest. After I do these five things and I can rest and it's already like 11, 12, midnight. And I, yeah, I be doing things. that too. I'm not
0: going to hold you. Listen, <laughs> I, after I do 75 things and I'm burnt out, then i am gonna rest. Just like, no, your body's just going to shut down. You're not resting. You're crashing and burning. Exactly. And there's a
1: difference. You're crashing. Yes. Now it's 1am. You got to get up at six. What?
0: You didn't prioritize my rest. Yes. Your body just responded to the, you know, unrealistic demands that you held yourself to. Number three, this is the one that I listen and that's why don't nobody like me Walk say no it. without explanation and mean it. No is a complete sentence and a final answer.
1: The end, the end and the mean it part. I need to put that. I need to put that on my like, I need to tattoo that on my chest. The mean it because I say no and then I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Start backpedaling. I got it. Yeah. Second guessing. No, no, Maybe Can it's not you? Too no, much. I
0: can't. Don't say sorry either. Say no. Don't. The end. You end up. What are you saying sorry for? And we already discussed this one, but this is critical. So we're going to say it again. Step four, let others help. Mm. Find a fine. community, create a community, utilize your village. There are people there that can help. And maybe it's not all the time. Maybe the assistance varies. But there is someone to help you know that and cash in on it. Use
1: that support and that resource. That is one. I think everything on this list is things that I need to do. What really stuck out was a say no with, I mean, all of them, but the mean it part, that part. I'm so good. I mean, I just think even alone this week with my work week, there are things that I said no to a couple of weeks ago and of course no one else took up the task mm-hmm. right and so i'm like okay i i can fit i can fit this in and then after i completed the task i'm like that took a lot of energy out of me where i am exhausted i'm depleted and that's why i said this the next couple of days i'm i'm sleeping i'm i'm resting i'm just going to be lounging around there's no because I I didn't make, I didn't say, didn't make my no mean no. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, all these things.
0: Let others help. I'll be talking to myself with that one. Cause listen, use your community in your village. I was talking to me. So again, this is something that we identify as strong black women. We don't want to, we've been like, let me, let me correct myself. We've been identified as strong black women and we have had to operate out of it. So we are constantly unlearning and pushing up against this trope. So again, partner with us, work on this. We are going to, we are going to be the generation that steps away from this and tells everybody didn't go to hell with, oh, you're so strong. You're so resilient. You can just do so many things. I can't do nothing. Don't ask me for nothing. As a matter of fact,
1: don't ask me for shit ever. Okay. I'll tell you when I'm ready to help you. That reminds me of my uncle in his, in his garage, he had, he would, you know, fix on cars and he had a sign that said, don't ask for shit. And you know what that I think about that every so often. I and need that, that sign. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Low don't, key. Ask for shit. <laughs> don't please don't you can make it nice. Put in a little nice picture frame and just remind yourself that remind the others around you. So, yes, you and I both need that sign. And I know that it's something that you do not play about. And it's something that you also talked about in your dissertation. And so. I I think it will be just a blessing to let our listeners know about your dissertation and what we are going to discuss for our next episode for part two.
0: Absolutely. Um, So I don't want to say too much and overwhelm folks. But yes, my research, my dissertation looks specifically at how the strong black woman trope had detrimental psychological impacts and just Affected Black women in all domains of their life, their physical health, their mental, emotional, financial, and spiritual well being by assuming this burden, specifically from the lens of supporting um, and being there for incarcerated Black men. So I looked at two very prominent societal ills the prison industrial complex and its disproportionality for Black men, and the strong Black woman trope and how it impacts Black women. So, how those two things merge and how they are killing black women quite literally. So I'm really excited to talk about that next week. Just what these women shared with me, what I found, the overall themes. I think it's really important for people to see. This is not us just talking about, I'm tired, my feet hurt, I have a headache. I could get more sleep. Like, nah, we are talking literal life and death. Um, And so it is important for black women to realize I got to step away from this. And it's important for the rest of the world who do not identify the way to be like, I need to do better. I need to stop leaning and expecting and having these unrealistic um, Goals set for this community that I view as strong that I think it's great to let them know that like no we, we are going to be the generation
1: that is like this is over with it's fine find somebody else to do it I'm ready I'm ready I can't wait for next week so I'm super excited to hear more about that and um, can't wait to dig in and on that note Make sure you're subscribed to this
0: podcast. And if you're still not following us on Instagram or Twitter, please do so at Hughes to Healing. That's H-U-E-S to Healing. No spaces. We'll also have it linked in the episode notes. But our Instagram is where you'll find our mental health resource guide. And it's a space for us to connect.
1: Yes, connect with us. We want to hear from y'all tell us what's working. Maybe you have some questions as you're navigating this journey. But just know that between Janae and I, we got y'all covered. We are always going to keep it real. This is a conversation and we are committed to this with y'all. And with that being said, Janae, is there anything you want to let them know before we sign off? As always, if no one has told you this today, you got this.
0: Shout out to you for making it this far in the episode. But more importantly, for making the commitment to your mental health to show up and engage with us.
1: So until next time, we will talk to y'all later. Take care.